This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So it wasn't a fantastic end to 2023 for Birmingham as we crashed to a 0-0 draw against Bristol City in what was a pretty flat game and a pretty flat atmosphere as well. So hoping for a new energised 2024 and we take on Leeds Ellen Road next. And I'm joined by Adonis, who's a BBC Sport contributor and a contributor to the Royal Peacock podcast as well. How are you doing, Adonis? I'm good, thanks, Sam. All things considering. Yeah, yeah. 2023 um, is nearly over, so that'll be fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it, it, was, it was an up and down 2023 for Leeds, wasn't it? You know, you had the sort of mixture of emotions there with, you know, start of 2023 being in the Premier League and then sort of going down from there into the Championship. And so far, you've had a pretty steady season, I think, in terms of sort of what people expected. I think roundabout sort of where you are is what people tipped you to be at. So how do you think the season's gone so far? Well, the year, you said it's up and down. It's mainly been down. Uh, as in mm. relegated, as you said. Um, the year itself, we've had, uh, I think it's 16 wins, 12 draws, 19 losses. Um, the season so far, uh, I think you have to give him a pass. We've probably got one of the best squads in the championship, so we should be up there. But if you look at how the summer went, we had players going out on loan, triggering loan clauses that we didn't understand why. Players that Daniel Farker had in his plans. We had players who refused to play and uh, were sent off into the naughty pitches to go train on their own. And we had uh, players who were threatening to sue the club unless we allowed them to leave. Um, so pretty chaotic. Uh, he didn't have his full squad, obviously. And um, so, yeah, you have to give him a pass. We've we've been hot and cold and the last five matches, obviously, only one win. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're struggling for form at the moment. Because mm, it's back-to-back defeats, isn't it? We lost to Preston 2-1 and then last night as well, losing to West Brom 1-0. Is it one of them things where perhaps, you know, the toll of the championship is perhaps taking its course because of the fact that there's a lot of games over the Christmas period. It's quite relentless. Or would you kind of say it's a thing where perhaps players have just dropped out of form? Well, it's difficult to watch 
the championship. So I can imagine how difficult it would be to play in the championship and and keep yourself motivated. Now, obviously, we've basically, if you look at Leeds, we've had the same very similar problems for a long, long, long time. Probably, probably before Bielsa came, really. Um, so we've been looking for a number 10. We did have that in Pablo Hernandez, and, and that is the player who has been able to, for Leeds United, unlock those low blocks and, you know, have, find that little bit of creativity, 10-yard nutmegs, um, dropping balls on a sixpence in the uh, penalty area. Sixpence. Yeah, we don't have sixpence pieces anymore, do we? No. <laughs> I get what you uh, mean, though. <laughs> yeah. So we've been looking for that number 10, and that's the that's the thing we're missing. I think we've we're basically we're too easy to play against now. If you if you were gonna ask this later on in the pod, uh how how you play against Leeds United, just set up in a low block, a low mid block, because we don't have the creativity to to break you down unless we get lucky and get the first goal, we will really struggle, I think. Because you say about the low block there, I think it's one of the things where perhaps Rooney's been a bit humbled by the championship sort of coming in and not really sort of doing what he set out to do with the whole no fear football stuff. I think that a lot of that's backfired. And I think we saw last night a bit of a change in style where we let Bristol City have a lot of the ball. So that may be something that we do against Leeds, especially considering what you say about, you know, if teams sit back and you have that player maybe to break us or whatever with obviously Hernandez not there anymore but in terms of sort of the players that you've got now you mentioned earlier about you know some of the ones that went on strike and that and I mean when we played you guys at the start of the season I think that was when sort of everything was at its peak almost when I think uh, Nonto refused to be on the bench or something like that um, and there were sort of players that just joined the club that had not settled in properly so in terms of sort of danger men to look out for who are we saying for Leeds that is the person to look out for? Well the front four I mean a lot of people go on about it in the championship. They say that, that Leeds front four is the best front four in the championship. I, I'm starting to doubt that seriously. I think at, at times we, we do. And on our day, you know, if you, you go back and you look at the highlights of the Ipswich game where we completely destroyed Ipswich, who, you know, have been one of the record-breaking pace setters of the championship, then you could argue that we've got the best front four. Uh, so... Our attacking players are uh, Crescencio Somerville, who's normally on the left. On the right, you've got Daniel De Daniel James. In the number 10 position, you've got Joel Piru, the championship top scorer the last two seasons. And then up front, you've got Jorginho Ruter, who cost us initially, I think, £28 million, but could, could go up to 35 with bonuses. But I'm not sure what those bonuses are, and I assume that staying in the premiership was uh, was one of those. So that's our front four. And then you've got uh, Wilfred Nonto, who was the player that you mentioned um, who refused to play. He's on the bench, obviously has been capped, has his full cap from Italy, but he's a regular in the under-21s for them. So that's our front four. Mm. And, and they're all dangerous. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you spoke about some of the price tags there that, you know, some of these players cost wherever and the fact they're playing for the international sides as well shows they are a real quality side. And I think with Leeds as well, it's one of the things where you've had, you know, your changes in style, I think, throughout 2023, where you started off the year with Jesse Marsh and then went to Big Sam to try and stay in the Premier League. And then now it's Daniel Farker. So in terms of sort of all of them play styles like merged together and that, what would you say has been like the formula that's worked the most for Leeds United? 
Well, we've had five different managers uh, in the year. Jeez. And Sam Allardyce wasn't the highlight. Uh, neither was Jesse Marsh. Let's put it that way. Um, so if you know Sam Allardyce never comes to your club, then you'll be much happier than, than I am. Um, and you'll never have to know that kind of suffering. Um, our best play style, that's, yeah, that's really difficult to say. So, you know, brief history, Jesse Marsh, ping ball football, I think you, you could best describe it as, um, sort of headless chicken style Gagan pressing, uh, pressing all the time. Um, and then, then he had this sort of 100 to 70, so 100 miles per hour, 100% to 70% sort of uh, vague tactic, which didn't make any sense at all. And really, it was just chaos. It was absolute chaos. And the whole his whole philosophy was win the ball back as soon as possible, as soon as they have it, and then as, with the fewest passes as possible attack their box and, and get as many players in the middle of the pitch as possible because that's where the goal is. So it's so very sort of um, American tries to understand the round ball sort of um, philosophy. Uh, Farker is a possession-based um, uh, attacking and um, counter-attacking uh, manager with with a defensive mindset so he always he's played 4-2-3-1 he has two defensive midfielders we try and dominate possession unfortunately that seems to translate to pass it sideways and backwards for large periods of the game without any kind of real penetration into the final third or any sort of you know when you just need someone to stick the knife in you know score you know get really passionate in in that in the box and in the final third and just put it in the back of the net so there are some there are players who have that you know and you look at them the players in the past people like you know Shearer and Ian Wright for England for example or for Leeds it would be Mark Viduka or Beckford or Pablo Hernandez that we've talked about so some of these players in in our lead squad they really don't have that and we're, we're not really taking our chances. So uh, we are best. We are best when we're counter-attacking. So please attack us. Please try and just send as many men forward as possible because we've got very, very pacey wingers, um, Dan James and uh, Crescencio Somerville, and they will attack the open spaces. And there's nothing more that they love than to do that. So um, that's what we're best at. We're best at counter-attacking. We desperately need a number 10, like a David Silva type player to to unlock these low blocks. Mm, I think any team could do a David Silva, couldn't they? It's one of them ones where, you know, it's just like you need someone to have that creative spot because against Bristol City last night, we only had one shot on target. And it's one of the things where a lot of the fans are getting frustrated by the fact that we're not really committing those bodies in the box. That's something you sort of mentioned earlier about really sort of having a go at teams, but it seems as if Leeds want us to have a go at them. So it's going to be interesting because of the way that we played against some of these better teams as well in the fact that Leicester, uh, when we played them, we scored two goals against them, conceded, you know, more so we lost the game and then we uh, scored against Sunderland as well, uh, Southampton. So like the better teams in the league, we seem to find an opening against, but it's just the other side of it where obviously we commit bodies forward and then we just get capitalised and punished and like, you know, just literally punished for our mistakes that we make. So in terms of sort of balancing that out, how do you think Birmingham would have to approach the game 
in order to you know actually get something from it because i'm absolutely dreading this game not gonna lie oh you you're going to lose i think you're going to lose <laughs> and the, re the reason is every time leeds have had a setback this season they've had a reaction and this is the first time where we've had sort of two games in a row two losses in a row sort of thing um so <laughs> they're going to be really fired up we've got i think the one of the best home records in the football league so i think we're one of the only teams who are still unbeaten at home so we haven't lost at home and uh this this is a side who that you know we're a very young side and they rely a lot on confidence and scoring the first goal so that makes a massive difference so obviously if 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 you, if you guys score the first goal it's much more likely, as long as you don't concede, you know, when you score and you're a little bit vulnerable right after you score, so you haven't quite settled yet. So as long as you don't concede in that period of time there, the longer it, the game goes on without us getting an equaliser, the more likely it is that you would win. Um, but, but the thing is, at home, we're, we're a different, we're really, we're a different animal. So, and we're looking for a reaction. So... Yeah, and and also their confidence players, like I said, they're a young side. They when the when the Ellen Road crowd gets up and roars, uh, I think it really gets behind them. I think that that gives them a massive boost. I think that's a big part of why uh, our form is so much better. It's also it's a very intimidating place to come for for away fans and uh, away away players. This video is brought to you by Voxy, the pay-as-you-go mobile network that gives you unlimited social media for as little as £10 a month. Sign up today using the link in the description to stop eating your data away while on the move. Voxy has got you covered with unlimited social media, video and music, all with 5G ready in every Voxy plan. And you'll also get a free £20 PayPal, Just Eat or Amazon voucher. So be sure to sign up today. Now, back to the video. So, uh, yes, I would say that, you know, I wouldn't get your hopes up. Um, but uh, if you score the first goal, uh, yeah, I'd start to get your hopes up. And as long as you, you know, you guys can be practical and Rooney can be practical and, and defend deep and defend well, if you've got that organization, defensive organizational structure about you, uh, then um, you've got every chance. But but I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't bet on it. Because mm, organization and structure is something that Rooney spoke about after the game yesterday, where he said, to the media that his main priority for the game last night was to keep a clean sheet. I don't know how much I believe that, to be honest, but it's one of the things where we're sort of clinging onto the positives, I guess. But um, moving into the January transfer window, obviously, when it opens up, there's all these rumours that are flying around and that we mentioned about, you know, that number 10 for Leeds that perhaps you need to sign. But is there anywhere else that you need to strengthen a bit? And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, so we, um, we we need a left back. We've needed a left back for five years or so. And uh, am I breaking up? Uh, no, you're all good. You're all good. Okay, okay. Uh, so, yeah, we need a left back and we need a um, creative number 10. And, yeah, uh, if we have that number 10 and that allows uh, Piru to go to number nine, uh, that allows Piru to go to number nine, then we wouldn't need a number nine. Uh, but, um, yeah, uh, ideally, you'd be looking at somebody sort of, you know what we need? We need somebody who's just not going to fall over, who's just going to just like sort of really, you know, not angry, but a really hard a really hard centre forward who's just going to like knock people around because the champion we we don't get anything from referees and our players are a little bit too they're a little bit too soft at times they're looking for you know they're probably more made for Premier League mm-hmm. um, European football international football where you've got you know uh, VAR and you've got referees who are a little bit uh, I don't know better. Um, have eyesight, I don't know, and um, and protect the players a little bit more. And in the championship, it's a lot, it's a bit rougher. Yeah. You, you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna get everything. You know, Ruter got elbowed in the in the head. I mean, it was completely deliberate, and it, you know, just it wasn't even a free kick, and it's not going to be a free kick, and you're not going to get that stuff in the championship. And we should have had two penalties last night. And you're just never going to get them. And they were still looking for them. And Bamford comes on and he's whinging at the ref. And he's like, oh, give us a free kick. Because you're not going to get them. You're not going to get it in the championship. So I would like a sort of a brutal, brutish, you know, Vinnie Jones kind of a type figure who's also, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit maybe greedy and um, who can um, put the ball in the back of the net. So that's what I'd like. And a creative midfielder and a number and a left back, and then I think then I think we would have enough to to get top two. Because mm, at the moment it's uh, I think a nine point gap between you and Ipswich, isn't it, for you know getting to that second place position. So in terms of sort of catching those guys up, um, you obviously beaten four 0 So it's like in terms of you know you two matching up against each other, fantastic. But like in terms of sort of where the points are going to come from from now till the end of the season, is there a particular run of fixtures that you look at and go, right, we need a certain amount of points from that run of games in order to get us back into the uh, top two mix? Absolutely not. I'm not thinking about that at all. Um, I'm just treading water at the moment. I had absolutely no expectations. To be honest, this season, I didn't expect us to be challenging top two at all. I I thought just the amount of upheaval and complete chaos in the summer with 
with all of these loan clauses and all the stuff coming out of the woodwork about, you know, losing the dressing room and all that stuff. And um, the club captain basically saying, um, you know, if you don't want to be here, then F off sort of thing. Um, uh, and uh, after relegation, the confidence shot, our goalkeeper conceding over 150 goals in the last two seasons, uh, just everything. I didn't expect us to be where we are. So I think we're kind of ahead of schedule, but I haven't been, because I've been in that kind of mindset, I haven't been looking at the fixtures and going, oh, we need this from this or calculating that or that. No, no, not at all. It's it's far too chaotic anyway with Leeds United to be able to like sort of extrapolate forward or even have the bandwidth to do that. Basically with Leeds, as Leeds fans, you're just treading water in the chaos the whole time and trying to keep up with any sort of semblance of reality. Mm. And, and in terms of like you know the start of the season you were saying there about you didn't know what to expect from Leeds this season and I was in the, kind of in the same boat looking at you guys when we beat you guys 1-0 uh, Lukovic scoring a penalty right at the end and it's one of the things where you know there was players that were undecided whether they were going to stay whether they were going to go um, in terms of sort of that game compared to now like what do you think has been the biggest change like in the squad biggest change that game that was a weird game okay so that's I mean <sighs> Wasn't that that was the wasn't that the first game where you had new ownership something like that? Uh, so yeah, so Tom Brady was there with uh, Tom Wagner, and it was like a big sort of media you know fest thing where it's like oh yeah they're showing their face sort of the new regime. So yeah, it was a massive like feel good factor around the club at that point, and I think you know ever since they made the decision to get Wayne Rooney and it's kind of gone down a bit. So uh, yeah, not fantastic. But that game I look back at and go yeah that was the sort of one where everything was positive on the up. So, I mean, yeah, like for you guys, when you looked at that game, because it was a late call at the end, wasn't it? I think it was um, Dan James that committed the foul, didn't he, where a ball's come over and then he's been led, got tripped up. So, yeah, in terms of like looking to that game from now, like what do you think, yeah, is the main change? Well, yeah, well, I just want to say, like, that was your kind of welcome to Wrexham moment, wasn't it? I mean, that was like... It was, yeah, like if we made a documentary perfect place to start it <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and like I, I seem to remember the um the crowd being a lot louder um than normal for a Birmingham game and um and there was a lot of optimism and there was like a massive you know like a wave of energy among the players I feel like and that they sort of everything was lifted and yeah, I mean, we're everybody's cup final anyway. Literally every single away game, um, the, the average is 9.7% more fans attend a Leeds game right. than, than uh, you know, your Rotherham's or whoever you, whoever else you're playing on, a, on another week. Um, so I feel like I, I kind of knew, I just knew that that was going to, like, I knew that that was going to happen and it had to be, uh, what's his name, didn't it? Um, uh Yeah, yeah, coming on, uh, just like the ghost of the championship. Championship so veteran, yep. Haunting, haunting <laughs> he's, he's us again. so many teams' problems in the championship over the years, man. Yeah. He's direct he, he, that. Never made any the step up uh, you know he's just like he's furniture in the in the championship he's just like the ghost um <laughs> anyway uh so now and since then that's, that's the question isn't it um yeah uh we 
we our away record hasn't improved. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, I do think there's a mentality issue with the with this squad. Like we, you know, are they seeing a sports psychologist or whatever? We when the going gets tough, we do seem to not be able to uh, rise to the occasion at certain, you know, against teams and. Uh, obviously, everybody's very motivated to play against us. And for some reason, everyone still hates us. It's like we're pantomime villains, which is odd um, for no no particular reason other than I think, you know, the media in the 70s labelled as dirty leads. And so it, it just stuck. Um, uh, but yes, now since then, no, I think we're our attacking flow is a little bit better. Obviously... The chemistry between some of the players is a bit better. Their understanding of the tactics. Uh, we went on a, a really good run of like nine wins in 11, I think, something like that. Um, and then we've just sort of hit a brick wall five games ago. Uh, and since then, you know, we only had that sort of massive victory against Ipswich. Um, so, so yeah, so not really ups and downs. Yeah, yeah, I said it at the start, like about ups and downs and that. But in terms of a score prediction to end off with, well, you said we're going to lose. How many goals are we going to lose by? <laughs> oh, right. Uh, goals. Mm. I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to say, is that I reckon it'll either be like a two or a three one. So something close, especially mm. if you score first. If you score first, I think we might edge it like two one, something like that. Yeah. Um, but but if if not, then uh, I mean it could be anything. It could be. I expect us to score at least two goals, but it's probably going to be more like five if we get if we get going, you know. And then if you start attacking and you're really not, you know, if you're really not that organization like if your defensive structure isn't isn't as organized as you seem to fear it isn't or Rooney was saying that it's not and if if his sort of mentality which uh, if I know him I think it's going to be more or less like all that attack right if uh, at the earliest possible like he will be itching to get them all out attacking um so yeah I think it could get messy for you I have to say um but I'm just going to say 3-1 yeah, I, I could back both teams to score as well. But, I mean, with, with us at the moment, you just never know what Blues team is going to come out. You don't know if it's going to be the one that appeared against Leicester and gave him a really good game or the one that appeared last night against Bristol City where we barely laid a glove on him. So it's going to be an interesting game nevertheless. But thank you so much for your time, Adonis. And I'm sure you've got a hectic schedule at the moment with obviously the festive period and that. So uh, if you want to let us know sort of anything that's happening with you like on your channel or anything, then, yeah, feel free to. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I personally have had a weird uh, year. I've been ill for a lot of it, so we we haven't been able to do much. But uh, uh, and I'm and I'm over in England right now. I'm I'm seeing family. Uh, so yeah, and Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and all of that. <laughs> um, so I'll be back. Uh, I live in Vienna, so I'll be back on the. Uh, uh 11th so we'll start to do more stuff but anyway your audience they're not going to watch a, a leads podcast are they let's face it so um, well, if, if you want if, to, if there's uh, anything to pick up notes on for the game then they may do so yeah shout out sort of what podcast you're running i've got a phone call hang on no worries righto well 
so I, uh, I, I do the Roaring Peacock podcast. That's my podcast. I work for um, BBC Sport. I'm a contributor there. So, um, yeah, if you follow, if you, you can go onto the BBC Sport app and you can follow your club. You can, you can follow this, any sports that you like. Let's say you're getting into um, American football. Now you've got Tom Brady, like I am. Oh, I'm yes. following the uh, San Francisco 49ers now. Oh, well, I, I have been for since the 90s, but a bit more now. Um, and so, yeah, you just follow it on the app, then you'll get updates. Um, and, and that's what happens. I, I write, uh, I have an article coming out every Tuesday. So I'll be working on New Year's Day and um, my article will come out on Tuesday the 2nd. So that's where you can see my writing as well. Okay, we'll look out for that. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much for your time, Adonis. Um, I'm sure we'll have more videos coming out in the next couple of weeks on the channel covering all the games and the fixtures and any potential managerial changes because you never really know of us. So stay tuned for that. Uh, be sure to like, share, comment, subscribe. And most importantly, keep rolling. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share box ready to go, your mates are already booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.